when you sit there and you like you I'm twenty one man, oh my fucking god, you figure out man, shut the fuck up, man. You're not uh you're not gonna be a Picasso, you're not gonna be a Mark Zuckerberg, you're not gonna be a fucking uh the owner of Matt or whatever the shit overnight. It's right, shit gonna right. take time. And we are in our twenties. This is where we take the most risk. This is where we go ahead and just say, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. That's why I say fuck it. I'ma own an LLC, I'ma buy an LLC. I said, fuck it, I'ma go and do my photography stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm done being I'm done sitting there and going by society, going by my parents saying, Oh, you need to have a good job to secure your future and everything. My grandfather, a person that grew up in the late forty early late forties, early fifties, where segregation was still alive. Mm-hmm. This man surprised me when he said, Do something that makes you fucking happy. Right. Because he grew up in a place where you couldn't even do anything right. because of the color of your fucking skin. Right. You know what I'm saying? And for him to sit there and tell me, do something that you love to do, that surprised me. I'm like, well, damn. Yeah. A person that grew up in that time telling me to do something, that I do something that makes me feel happy and everything, shit, I must be, I must have to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you sit, you shouldn't sit there and be shit. Because regardless of what was going on at the time, that lets you know him telling you that he did something or he learned to make sure no matter what's going on around you, do something that makes you happy. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, but he opened a business. And I don't get it, man. Like, I take my father's story of being an entrepreneur with Colonel Sanders. This man was fucking in his 60s and opened a Kentucky right. Fried Fucking Chicken. My granddaddy was in his 60s. Mm-hmm. 60s, early 60s. And opened a general store mm-hmm. in our community, and was selling meat out of a van. Had a general store, station a stationary general store, and then a mobile general store, mm-hmm. selling meat and fish at the age of sixty. Right. Even though, like he was saying, I did it because I needed extra money coming in because that's when at the time he was being retired early because of his ailment and everything. He was like, "Fuck it, I can still work. Yes, I may can't, I may not be able to lift heavy things." But I can still do something. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. At the age of 60, he went out yeah. and started a business. Unlike some people that just be like, fuck it. I'm retired. I ain't got shit else. What to do? I got I a check coming I in. I can't do nothing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. My granddad was a person. He was like, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. When he's home, he has to rake the yard. Mm-hmm. He has to burn something. Yeah. Every time I go home, I'm like, God damn, what granddad doing now? Yeah. The man is not in the house. The man does not stay in the house. He goes and do something. Yeah. And that's why I, I feel like I get that from. Mm-hmm. And I... And quite frankly, I feel like I I had a conversation with somebody the other day last night, matter of fact, and they were talking about if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. so true. Like, I thought at one point I lost the, the fucking um, skill to draw. Right. Like, I thought I completely could not know how to draw, do shit and everything. And I literally got my book and I started drawing. And I, I showed it to somebody. I sent it a text. And it, I said, yo, it, does, this, does this look good? And they say, damn, this look fucking real good. Yeah. And I said, okay, I still got it. Mm-hmm. I still have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm saying, like, once we in our 20s, man, it's a time where you have to take risk and fucking just do it until you find something that, damn, I am good at this shit. Right. And I'm confident. I am confidently, know, I know confidently that I can beat your ass in ping pong. Right. I don't give a fuck. If you're the top person, I done beat top people that said they've been the top in their fucking class in mm-hmm. ping pong. Yeah. 
That's the one thing I guarantee I will beat your ass in. No doubt in my mind. I have so I'm so cocky. I never I never been so cocky since I touched a ping pong paddle. Yeah. I am cocky as fuck when I play ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> I am cocky as fuck. I do the most cocky. I fucking be doing all these damn different moves to put you to shame. Yeah. And everything. But that's what I feel like I'm good at. Yeah. I am good. I know I'm good at this. I know I'm good. When I pick that paddle, I'm a different person. Yeah. I'm a different fucking person. My stance and everything means a lot. When people see my stance, they scared because he's like, damn, this man know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. You throw some crazy shit, I know how to counter it. And if you knew, if I'm new to your playing style, I will find a way to get around it. And I will find a way to beat you. Yeah. That's how I am. And that's how we should be. We should be to a point to where once you find that thing or you did all the risk you could and you find that one thing, be cocky. Mm-hmm. Be fucking cocky at what you're doing. Know that you know that know for a fact that you good at what I'm good at this shit. I'm good at Photoshop now. Mm-hmm. I can't say I'm cocky enough. I'm cocky enough to say I'm good at Photoshop and I, I'm good at composite black and white photos. Because yeah. I'm training myself and I practice almost every day. I get up even when I don't feel like doing shit. Yeah. I go out and do it. You know what I'm saying? That's what, uh, what you call them say? Kobe and uh, Michael Jordan. They say the same shit. They say, yo... I practice. My practice isn't a typical practice. I don't do drills. My practice is actual games, like actual situations that I may be placed in, like buzzer beater shots. You know what I'm saying? Being down by this much. That's what, like, you practice that. You practice real-life situations, real-life scenarios, and you do it over and over and over and over again. When that time comes... It's nothing to you. That's what they said. It's nothing. It's nothing new. They did all they do is got to go out there and execute. That's what they said. Both of them. They when that time come, I've been here before. I done did this before. And that's when the cockiness come in. And I done practiced it so many. I done did this situation right here, this specific situation, so many times. That is not. It's nothing new. Like. That that feeling that that I have, like you know what I'm saying, that that most people would have, like the butterfly, the nervousness feeling, you know what I'm saying, that goes away because it's now replaced with confidence. And when you got confidence, that's a whole different thing. Cause you know you're good at it. Yeah. Execute confidence. It's not just. It doesn't just affect you. It affects everything around you. You see what I'm saying? Cause say, say you go up to a female, right? And you walk up to her and you all shy and stuff. That female gonna see that. And you gonna know you being shy. You see what I'm saying? And then she gonna feel awkward and be and like, like, what the what fuck? fuck? Yeah, like, Unless she nice, you know what I'm saying? She really like you from, you know, or, or some bullshit like that. But if you confident and you come to her, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Smooth, whatever. And you're not on no bullshit. You're not sweating. You're not shaking. You're she not know nervous. that you're about your business. You know what you coming straight at. You like, enticed her to listen to you. You must, you know what I'm saying? You must, you know what I'm saying? He got to have something to say. Right. I got to listen to him. Right. I got to be, you know, you what I'm saying? have his, his presence, that's, you know, that's his what, company. That's what anything. That's what uh, persuading a new client. If you come to him nervous and you brand new, you know what I'm saying? And you ain't been practicing your craft and you brand new and you come up to that potential client you may have and you nervous. I'm like, man, why, why should I do business with you? Yeah. Like you're, you're not even confident in yourself that you can... Get this outcome for me. Like, why? You're not confident in your damn craft. Like, how am I supposed exactly. to know that you give me an A-plus sh- product or A-plus service? You physically shaky? That means 
your craft is shaky. Like it doesn't have a stable you are with your foundation. Actions. You see what I'm saying? You are what your actions are. Yeah. So that that's what that's how I see it, and that's what Kobe and Michael Jordan uh, told me. Like they practice the the scenario so many times. Like before Kobe leave, I think he said he shoots a thousand to two thousand times Shots before he leaves the gym, gym every day, every motherfucking day that he practices. Like, come on, bro. Like, that, that's all it is is repetition. That's all it is. Confidence is repetition. And it ain't no such thing as lucky. But the people, but the ones, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that work hard, and for the people that tell them, you know what I'm saying, that they lucky that they there or, or that they made the shot, they say luck is what? Uh, preparation and uh, good timing or some shit like that. Timing and preparation. You got good preparation. You know what I'm saying? You've been prepared. You've been practicing your ass off. And you just waiting for that it's time. time to come. Yeah, that's it. That's what luck is, if you want to put it like that. Because me, I don't know when it was, but I stopped believing in luck a long ass time ago. Like, when I was, like, 13. I don't know what it was. Like, I was in church. And it was like, luck ain't real. Because that was referring back to, like, the Bible. Like, don't believe in luck. You know what I'm saying? That's fate. You see what I'm saying? You, you, that makes sense. You see what I'm saying? It makes sense. In, in in a in a spiritual religious way, but at the same time, I'm glad I heard that because I'm like, y'all don't believe in luck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What? Like, why should I believe in luck? Maybe I made that shot because I practiced enough. Maybe I landed that climb because I practiced my craft enough. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. Luck, it, it, luck doesn't make any sense at all. You know what I'm saying? The only time I would say, I don't even know. Like, luck luck would happen is the lottery, bro. For real. Because you can't practice buying a lottery ticket. You know what I'm saying? You just go do that shit. Like, you just buy, you just purchase a lottery ticket and hope for the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? But there's some people out there that know. I ain't going to get into that. That's a whole nother conversation that I will never have. What? About different uh math techniques on different lottery numbers and doing the mean oh, the means shit. and stuff like that of the numbers and shit. Yeah, shit like that. But other than that, bro, it's it's just preparation and you just waiting on your time. That's all that's what that's what I say lucky is, bro. And that's all I gotta say about that.